But Borderlands 3 is going to be amazing, though. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Um, Ty, <laughs> did you tell me that that you you shook Randy Pitchford's hand in E3? Was yeah. that? Yep. You shook I, the hand was, of the was, devil? He was right there, and I couldn't, I couldn't not shake his hand. He was there, remember I said I left, and then I came back for the trial, and he was right there. I, it was very passing, very quick, but it was just like, oh, hey, Randy, what's going on? I shook his hand, and he was gone. I thought you were going to tell you about the food truck when you were getting tacos. <laughs> That's right, dude. Well, they don't let you in until it's your time. You know, I mean, uh, you have no business being there because there's a thousand other people that are there. So did you lose a couple years off your life for shaking yeah, his right? hand? Yeah, right. Weird. Like <laughs> he, it's like he looked younger after I touched him. <laughs> oh, no. Is that the one time you used the hand sanitizer? Oh, so yeah, yeah. My knee started hurting. Was that that time you used the joints? Oh, I forgot God. while I was there. So let me show you anyway, a magic trick. trick. Yeah, there you go, baby. What's up? How are you doing? It's me, Manny C. I'm sitting here with TIE Fighter, Buddha Will, and the, a special guest, the one and only Dizzy Baku. We are part of the Hardcore Casuals, a collection of oddballs and content creators who's dedicated to bringing you the very best of games, gaming, and all things entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hardcore Casuals Lounge. <laughs> oh, baby. It's like deja vu. It's like, it's like deja vu. We're here again. Disney Baku, how the hell are you? I'm doing good, man. How about you? I'm doing quite well, thank God. No, no complaints. No complaints. No complaints. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, so yeah. So yeah. I mean, let's let's just go ahead and dive right on in. Dizzy, we're starting with you because you are you're a king for a day. You're the special guest. Oh, yeah. I'm the special guest. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> besides dealing with the freezing cold of New Zealand. It's not really that freezing cold, but it's pretty cold. <laughs> One of these days, like I'm going to visit. But, um, I'd love to visit. I've got I've got a couch and maybe a bed. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. You're going to regret. One you're going to regret offering. You're going to regret offering. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here now. <laughs> so yeah, I've been uh, playing Final Fantasy 14 recently, which is uh, which is the MMO version of Final Fantasy. Uh, I just got back into it. I've been playing it on and off for the past couple years. But I'm finally sticking to it this time. My friends have dragged me back into it. And so I was like, oh, I'll give it the month, see how I'm doing. But I think I'm going to stick with it for the long haul this time. So uh, I'm at the Heaven Sworn expansion, which is like the second one. I've got like two more. Well, by the time I get done with Heaven Sworn, I'll have two more expansions to go through. But uh, besides that, uh, I've been playing this game on my Switch, uh, Katana Zero, which is super cool. So it's a, uh, how can I put it? 
it's like a roguelite, but you kind of just start the level over and like you can slow down time and do cool stuff like that. So the like goal a platformer? Is, yeah, it it, it is kind of like a platformer. So it's okay. like uh so you play as this samurai who can like slow down time, but your goal is to go through the whole floor taking out every enemy. And hmm. so like it sounds like it sounds like the first couple levels are easy, but it gets progressively harder because you can only get hit once. So things super hot, but mixed with platformer elements. Uh, okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. So like I've been playing through that and I'm half uh, I think I'm halfway through it. I don't know. I haven't looked to see where, where I am in the whole story, but the story's really good. So like you don't really know anything about your character except for like once you finish a mission, like a level, you go see a therapist, you have a dream and you go to the therapist and you answer questions and it explains what the dream is. And that happens for like a good couple levels. And then like you learn more about the character you're playing as based on the dreams and how you answer, how you talk with the therapist about the dreams. Hmm. But um, that actually that, sounds pretty cool. That reminds me yeah. of freaking Psychonauts, which I know has, has literally nothing to do with it, but the, the whole like dealing with dreams. Like yeah, when you say that, I think Psychonauts, and I think, oh, that's good. <laughs> it's super good. I don't know if it's on Xbox, but uh, it's on Switch, and I would highly recommend it if you like if you like good little indie games. Because I'm not a big roguelike mm-hmm. guy, but like if it's just restarting the level, well, it's not even like the level; it's like the floor. Like so, like there's multiple sections in a level, so you just start where the section you left off. You have to just repeat that, which it got a little hard at one point, but overall. Highly recommend it. And play 14, too. So, Final Fantasy 14. If you got the money, go for it. If you got the money. That's a monthly <laughs> service, to... right? Yeah, monthly service. You got to pay to play. <laughs> much like yeah, life. Much like life. It is very much <laughs> life. I spent, I spent like two hours trying to become a chef in that game. <laughs> Yo, I spent nice. two years. You did pretty well. <laughs> oh, I'm only level only a level 15 chef i don't know what that equates to in real life chef <laughs> but um I'm, i made a stew out of a out of a cow so made some type of beef stew so oh okay. i don't know how yeah so watch out i know what i'm doing <laughs> yeah, um that's all what, that's all i've been up to ah uh, word what about uh what about you there buddha what, what you been up to um, I decided to uh, dip into the uh, backlog and uh, reboot and restart uh, the Gears of War. So um, I didn't actually get to finish. I think uh, I think I might have finished the second one. Can't even remember now. It's second, third, I don't know. But either way, I decided to just you know all this stuff they were talking about at E3 about the you know five or what are they calling now Gears or whatever. I was like. Maybe I just need to just reboot this whole thing, get it off the backlog, and start playing it. So I conned, uh, I conned Corrupt into uh, piling up with me and uh, doing it co-op. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to get all the achievements or anything like that. I just want to get through the story. So we've just been playing um, on the, I think it's like the easiest setting I could put it at, um, and just chewing through it and just playing Baby it. Yes, baby mode. Yeah, pretty much, man. You know, hey, you know, because I was just like, I was like, ah, you know, I'm not really trying to get all the achievements on this. I just need it. I just need to get it done. Like, I just need to just beat it, just beat it, get the story out of my system, understand a little bit more about it. So by the time I play 
this new one coming up, I'll be up to date. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. So, so uh, Buddha, does the game mm. remind you when you, that you're playing baby mode? Uh, I mean, not, like, like, seems really do. easy. Like everything seems really easy, but I'm not uh, complaining. You know, like, no, 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 I don't mean it like that. I mean it like, uh, so like one of the things I hate is when I play a game on easy, when I start up my save, it reminds me that I'm playing on easy. Oh yeah. 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 It'll, yeah. It'll, 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 it'll let you know, but yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in full understanding that I'm being a baby and that's okay. <laughs> you know, cause I'm, you know, that's it. So, yeah. but, uh, other than that, um, I started playing uh Mordal, um, which is uh, very similar to, uh, well, I, I, it's not very similar. It's, it's the concept is, is the same as for honor, but this is a PC game. I've been trying to play more PC stuff cause I've been having issues with my capture card. So anytime I try to use it for my consoles, I'm, I've been getting this weird, like game audio poppy noise thing going down. So, I've been leaning towards more of the PC stuff. And um, so my brother talked me into it. He uh, he gifted it to me. So it kind of just forced me to actually have to play it. So, um, but I'm horrible. I'm, I'm trash. I'm, I'm, you don't want me on your team because I'm going to kill you too. I just, I don't, ha- I don't discriminate. When I swing my axe, I go for everybody. So if there's like a big crowd, I just start flailing around and just swinging for the fences. Um, but I don't know. It, it's a it's a cool game. It's an interesting concept. I mean, it's I mean it's pretty brutal. There's a lot of people just running around, just going at it with each other. Um, it's pretty gory and bloody, and you can chop off arms and legs and lob heads off. And it's kind of interesting if you get your head chopped off, like the camera, like you can see the camera like rotate because your head's like rolling. So like your no. first person view is just like. <laughs> I couldn't figure That's out why I was funny. doing that. I thought it was like a glitch in the game. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. My head's off. And I'm just so, seeing. That's crazy. Yeah. That's stuff really like dope. that. Yeah. I mean, well, it's not dope if you're the head that's rolling. But... Uh, yeah. <laughs> the I've never seen that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a nice touch. It's a nice touch. Yeah. But for sure. other than that, um, I've just been trying to catch up on some of my shows. You know, the Jessica Jones new season just popped off. So um, I've I went ahead and watched one episode of that, and so far it's been pretty good, um, you know. But it's still the first episode, so you know who knows what's going to go down with it. But at least they were out front and were like, "No, this is the this is the final season for Netflix, as far as Jessica Jones is concerned." So it's going to have a definitive end. I'm hoping so. Hmm. And then uh, I'm going to watch Swamp Thing when I get done with the podcast. That's uh, that's my my joy right now. I love Swamp Thing. So I still I'm swearing by the best superhero show out there right now. Um, has has there been now. any word on like the, f- the future of Swamp Thing? Is, is it like mm-hmm. dead, dead or is there I any mean, chance that right now? Well, I mean, right now, I mean, it's it's a money thing. So the way Warner Brothers and them are looking at it, like, you know, we can't recoup, you know, the money that we, we put into it. So there's no way we could duplicate it. So as, as of right now, there's no um, there's no there's no other plans. I'm sure they'll think of something because it's it's gotten nothing but good reviews. I mean, it's done nothing mm-hmm. but good stuff. Everyone that you talked to, uh, talk to about that's watched it is like, wow, this is amazing. Um you know, it's, 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 there's a clear difference. Like if you watch the CW crap and then you see this, 
and there is such a big like there is such a big gap and you can tell with the budget the people that they use for the actors i mean it's just it's night and day so i gotta find a i gotta find a legal way of watching it yeah i mean you, know, you can um, sign up for the free trial the free trial it gives you like it seven exist days in new zealand it doesn't the there, whole service oh no, that's that's no right deal. no new zealand yeah that's right no europe no europe yep apparently no europe DC hates thing. europe Europe, Australia, New Zealand. It'll it'll come in. It'll come soon. It'll come soon. Yeah. Either that or we'll get it on Netflix. We tend to get stuff like that. Maybe on Netflix. Oh, they might. That's yeah. They might. It depends on how long they have to expand their uh, their own service. You know. I mean, they're they're in a position. DC Universe, uh, the streaming service, is in a position where they really. They really need more content to get people to want to be willing to sign up to it. I mean, I signed up to it for Swamp Thing, uh, and I've been pretty uh, darn pleased. Don't so, you get access to a bunch of comics as well? Oh, yeah. Tons of comics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so because can... I have uh, Marvel Unlimited for my comic mm-hmm. reading right now. Mm-hmm. So I would love to get it when it comes here. Yeah. Yeah. So I like I read yeah, like, like, uh, uh, Aquaman, the, the origin stories for all those guys. Swamp uh, Thing, same thing. It's like you can Swamp Thing comics are really good. Something comes. It's very good. good. Yeah, and then um, you know, obviously, yeah. they give you access to a lot of the uh, the animated movies that they do, which DC does a lot Ooh. of really good animated movies, and those are on there, uh, along with some like hokey shows that you probably didn't even know about, like the old Shazam shows and, <laughs> and stuff like that that I don't think anybody ever watched, but they're there. Yeah, like we got Titans on Netflix, which was weird. I just was on Netflix one day, it was like Titans is there. It's like, oh. Okay, not going to watch it. I haven't it. watched Titans because I saw the trailer and I was like, I had, I got those CW vibes. Yeah. And I, and I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. Now I watched Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol is very good too. Um, if you yeah. like the Umbrella Academy, you're probably going to like Doom Patrol because like, to me, it's very comparable. Like they're heroes, but it's weird heroes. It's not like your standard run of the mill, mm. uh, you know, superpower guys running around. It's, it's more like off the beaten path type of thing but yeah uh that that's a good that, that's a good one too so but other than that that's all i've really been uh digging into as of late so yeah when it shows up when it shows its face in new zealand i'll be watching where <laughs> uh-huh. maybe maybe we could uh we can do some uh some of those for a community movie night type type deal and yeah, or just like a binge yeah, you know yeah because yeah. i'll be doing i we will be doing um Stranger Things, and I, I want to watch through Stranger Things season one and two. Oh, I just did uh, that. Oh, did you really? Oh, word. Uh-huh. So you're all ready. You're all ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of souped for this next season. I love Stranger Things. I think it's it's so good, you know. Uh, but I'm going to have to clear the air. I'm going to have to clear the air. Now, a couple, a couple of podcasts ago. I remember having a discussion about the CW shows, right? And in 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 said conversation, I remember saying like, "Hey, I I kind of like the campiness of the CW shows." And and you know what? It's I I stand by it. But but here's here's the thing. I didn't see last year's any any of the last year's uh shows. Right, so I, I I can't even tell you what what number it was, uh, like seasons season wise. So I wanted to catch up on on those shows. So I recently watched it over this week, and oh my god, they were all terrible. Now, 
You're like, terrible. Shocker. They're really freaking Shocker. terrible. Like for real. What <laughs> a surprise. Low. <laughs> low. So it was uh, now. Now I'm not saying that they were good. They were never good, right? But they were they were passively entertaining. You know, it was passable. They were very campy, very corny. Some a lot of of you know, especially um, the ones that, that were around the longest. Uh, Arrow was a lot of eye roll moments. Supergirl. Lots of eye roll, you know, or what have you. But then this past year, this last season, at least the ones that I'm catching up on on Netflix, so un like that all of the shows just went off the cliff. Uh, Supergirl was just god awful to the point where I, om I I almost gave up on the on the whole thing. I said, man, I think I'm giving up on on all of these shows, these DC shows. And then I said, no, Manny, you know what? Maybe you jump in on some Arrow, and that'll help things. And oh my God, no! Was, they were, Arrow kicked me while I was down, especially the second half of that last season. Oh my goodness, Arrow it's freaking terrible! So terrible! I've never seen I, I've never seen like a series of shows, and it, it, they're all basically a collective because they all you know cross over. I've never yeah. seen the the shows like just jump off a cliff so hard before you know what i'm saying uh, like i i can't i can't even really explain it but it's like they betrayed themselves <laughs> and it was terrible it was heartbreaking i was watching the show die before my eyes i was like i can't watch this again <laughs> it's like that what is it legends of tomorrow like Good oh, God. that started off really good. I was really interested. Uh, yeah, I tried. I tried, and then it just slowly, slowly just started kicking me out of there. And to it poop just... itself. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I, I just threw my hands up and said, "The hell with this." I mean, the problem is they have like a halfway decent premise, and it, but instead of instead of like exploring the characters as as, as characters and and actually progress. They 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 do like these little mini cycles. It's just like they do the same story again, but then they'll 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 change one small thing that that causes them to repeat themselves. After the third or fourth time, you're like, "Yo, this is kind of silly," you know. Or or look yeah. at Arrow, where they, they they just jump off the cliff. Like you're going to kill a character. All right, fine, and then you're gonna bring it back, but you know, like, oh well, this is a slightly different one because it's from you know. A different universe or whatever. And I know I know that's part of the DC thing with the multiverse. I understand it. But it's, it, it just becomes a little bit, like, overdone. You can only use or you should use those very big uh, story, the plot points, sparingly. But when you do that every single season, it's like, bro, come on now. This is a little, it's a little freaking silly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean. Yeah, Arrow's really bad for that. It, the oh the arrows really you know and also freaking flash bro flash is is probably worse than 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 all of them when it comes to those like rehacked and reused plot points well, oh, with time travel agree with this uh in the comics flash rarely goes back in time like very rarely you can count on your hands how many yeah. times flash has actually went back in time yeah. tv show he does it every season yeah bro. yeah yeah the whole flash like, and it's thing, dumb. the whole flash point storyline they they beat the hell out of it for that for that yeah. series. 
It's like we've got to go back in time like every yeah. season. I was like, no, you don't. That's not how time travel works. Right. But yeah. but see, but see, even even like in Flashpoint, they got in and they're like, well, they messed around with time and you almost freaking destroyed the universe. Oh, right. You know, oh, my bad. I learned my lesson. No, they didn't learn anything. They're like, oh, this is really dangerous, but we have no choice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We must do it. Yeah, I, a friend, one of my flatmates was telling me about that. He was like, uh, he's like, yeah, uh, Flashpoint's going on. And Flash went back in time and messed everything up. And he learned his lesson. And then he comes to see me next season. Yeah, he went back in time again. I was like, but wasn't he not supposed to do that? See, that's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. See, that's what they don't. I, I think they underestimate the viewers. They're like, you know, like it was just last season that, that, that you said we learned. You know what I'm saying? And it was a you had a whole cataclysmic event. You know, we learned nothing. Yeah, I was like, oh, my goodness. So oh. that stuff is terrible. I, I regret saying publicly that I watched the CW show. So I had to correct the record. I. I I did enjoy it, you know, but I, I caught up and I saw what happened to it and I can't, I, I can't, I, I was, I couldn't finish Arrow. I had, I stopped, I stopped caring and to the point, honestly, to the point where I don't think I'm going to watch another one ever again. I think I'm done. I think I'm done. They killed me. That not killed me. You know what I'm saying? They killed my interest in watching another episode of any CWDC show, Supergirl yeah, included. See the DC logo next to CW, you just start to feel a little bubble in your stomach. You're like, no, yeah. get away from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's had his fill. Freaking, freaking done with you. Damn it. Um, okay. Now, with that said, I did play a game. Um, and you'll be happy to hear this. I started playing What Remains of Edith Finch. Finally. 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 Yes. Now, I oh, recorded it. I recorded it, so you can just, okay. you can see me playing through it. I, I didn't finish it yet. I think okay. I have like maybe a thirty minute playthrough to actually to actually finish. But I wanted to to stop and and make sure I prepped for the podcast. So there we go. But um, I will definitely be be putting that up on on YouTube, probably on the Hardcore Casuals uh, site. So yeah, check it out. You'll definitely be hearing from it when when I do. So Heck awesome yeah, game. game so far, freaking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. still it's ranks up. Game. Probably one of the my favorite games I've, I've ever played. So like the it, the it, thing that that Im, that impresses me, like the gameplay is pretty straightforward. You're playing through the the story, right? So, but the way they they introduce the gameplay mechanics is very intuitive and it's also uh it, it just it just connects you it, it, you know it connects you to what is going on uh in a way that that can be almost profound you know what i'm saying like like you can you it, it causes you to feel things because you're because you're not not just watching it you are engaged in it you know you're interacting with it uh, and and that's just, just really cool and how they tell the story and and the pacing of it is so well done um i i'm just enjoying it and also like how every every experience is totally different you know so right. <clears throat> you're walking into one one room and you know it's 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 uh one room is one story basically right 
Right. And it's yeah, totally so different. represents a family member. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. Different every, like, so it's a different kind of game every room that you go into. So it just, it's, it's, a, it's so, great. Like, I, I well, love it. It's, it's one. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Dizzy. Uh, oh, sorry. It's like one of those games you put on a list to go, this is, this is why video games are either form of art. Like, it's like that Setsuna, Setsuna like all of that. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You chalk it up you there. You Definitely. Go. You want to see some art? This is art. <laughs> Ty, didn't you? Did you play this one with your wife or no? Which one was it? Edith Finch? This, what Remains of Edith Finch, yeah. We did not play it. It was definitely one that uh, I had thought about doing, but we just mm-hmm. never got around to it. But That's probably a good it. one. I, yeah, I think I mean, you guys I think I've heard it. it's I a really good story. Yeah, because it's, it's good and short. You know, it's not too long. It's not like a long out dragon, but it keeps things interesting enough to where... You just don't realize how much time you've spent, you know? So it's a good time. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Uh, so far, so far I can say I, I, I really enjoy it. And, and again, uh, I recorded it. So we'll see how, how, uh, how that goes. And I'll be putting it up on YouTube. If you guys are interested, I want to do this with more games, the backlog games, you know what I'm saying? But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so yeah, that's it. That's it. Now we we saved the best for last, you know, because I I know Ty sitting here by by this time he has the most to say. I know for a fact. Ty went on it in this entire time. There's yeah. so much here. He was, right. He was, he, was, he was doing things. He was doing. He things. went. He went on a journey. <laughs> so. Uh, first of all, thanks so much for for holding down the fort last week and uh, covering E3. I know it was kind of like that was going to be my deal, and uh, I got wrapped in kind of the second part of my week-long journey. Um, after I was done with E3, I uh, moved on to a different conference uh, pertaining to work, and I got to this second conference on Thursday, and on Thursday, I got invited to a dinner on Friday that went until like 11 o'clock p.m. And so I, we were we were dining right through what would have been the podcast recording. And so I wasn't able to be here. So I felt bad, but you guys freaking nailed it. So thanks so much for doing that. Uh, but here we are. Uh, for those who don't know, I made it to E3 this year. Uh, Manny and Buddha, like I said, did a really good job of recapping everything that went down news-wise. Uh, but I got a really good chance to kind of be on the ground and, and on the floor and and... Uh, play a ton of the games that that they were showing off. I had a media pass, thankfully. Um, you know, big shout out to Mixer for getting me a media pass. Uh, it's actually kind of a a much greater access than uh, you know a gamer pass or an industry pass. So I got to get on the floor early. I got to go to some behind the curtain uh, showings, um, see some gameplay that not everyone got to see. So that was cool. And then I also got to go to the Xbox Fan Fest, which is a a completely separate deal where you basically get the VIP treatment from Xbox for Xbox stuff. So that meant doing like a special meeting before the Xbox briefing where we got to meet Phil Spencer and Larry Herb and uh, uh, a couple of the other like big faces of Microsoft and Xbox. And then when we moved over to the briefing, we got front row seats. So that was really cool. We were like right up against the stage. So that was awesome. And then on the day after the briefing, we got to go back into the Microsoft Theater where they had the entire stage opened up and they had demos of all the, like, I don't want to say all, but like a lot of the games that they had showed in the briefing. Uh, we got to play them uh, with very short lines. So that was super nice. I did not realize how serious the line situation was 
at E3. Um, when the doors finally open for like the whole, you know, community for the, you know, for people with gamer passes and for everybody to show up lines backed up like three or four hours to try a oh. 15 minute demo of a game or to see a little video that showed a piece of the game. Like a really good example is that there were a lot of people who waited three hours to watch a 10 minute video demo of cyberpunk 2077 and none of us got to play it. So, I mean, that's the <laughs> scale. I remember uh, willing to do. It's crazy. I remember. But um, like I said, I I got to skip a lot of those lines thanks to this media pass. So that was pretty dope. And uh, yeah, I got to try some really cool stuff. So I'm going to go through kind of a couple of things that I saw that I think were pretty unique. Maybe not everyone got to try out. So uh, let's do it first. I'm going to talk about what I saw at the Xbox Fan Fest. So. Uh, the big thing that I think a lot of people are uh, wondering about when it comes to Xbox is Gears, uh, Gears of War 5. We obviously saw like a weird, very kind of psychedelic cinematic trailer for it, but we also got a taste of the new mode Escape. And so I got to play the round of Escape mode. Um, mm. It was on super duper easy. So like I call it baby ass baby mode is what they, they put us on so that no one failed <laughs> on the demo. Uh, but Damn. what it is, is, is kind of the opposite of a tower defense horde mode you start the mode in the middle of the enemy base and you have to firefight your way out of the base while also escaping from a creeping poisonous gas that you set off in the middle of the base. Hmm. Ammo is extremely limited and each character has a, you know, air quotes, super ability, but those super abilities are really like tactical so I played the guy that has the most glorious handlebar mustache ever invented. His handlebar <laughs> mustache turns into his sideburns. Uh, nice. So that Hell was yeah. awesome. That's beautiful. His super ability is it creates a circle of ammo regeneration, which is super duper important. It's like non-flashy. It's like the opposite of like Destiny Ultimates. Literally, it's a circle, but everyone is like, please give me this ammo circle. And it's super <laughs> meaningful because you use every single bullet that you have access to because they don't give you very much. And I mean, we were playing on easy mode. It was crazy. So, I mean, that's really important. Uh, another character uh, has a, a pretty standard like shield that they plant. So, it, you know, it allows you to put up kind of a defensive mode. And then there's one character that we had access to that was more of an offensive character. And then she got for her super some like cool electric melee knives. So that was a way to kill a bunch of enemies without using any bullets. So that was cool. But anyway, you make your way through this, this compound. Uh, I asked, and I didn't get a good answer, if it was procedurally generated or if it's the same map every time. Uh, no one told me the answer, but um, basically you're making your way through this maze and you have to hope that you're kind of going the right direction, but it kind of doesn't really tell you that well. And your hope is to get to the front door and escape and close the door behind you before you are killed and before the gas reaches the front door and you die also. So it was a lot of fun. It was really good. Um, you know, it, it's obviously the same level of smoothness and, and, and crispness of shooting that you would expect from a Gears game. Uh, having just completed Gears 4 fairly recently, it felt very familiar. So um, no, I wouldn't call it a monumental step forward in the game's technical prowess, uh, but it, it felt good. It felt like Gears and the mode that we were playing was a lot of fun. So Really cool to look forward to Gears hitting Game Pass on day one, which is cool. And it's going to be hitting day one with Horde mode, with Escape mode, with PvP mode, and with a full campaign. So you know, a ton of game that's coming out, I think, in September. So that's 
Very cool. A lot of modes. Mm. A lot of modes. So that's good. Um, I also got to play um, my game of the show, uh, Borderlands 3. Uh, I actually played it twice on uh, at Xbox and then one more time on the show floor. and played it all, three times because there were three different nice. playable characters and I wanted to try all three of them, so I did. And <laughs> um, coming from someone who has a lot of experience with, with uh, Borderlands and Borderlands 2 especially, this is a great, great leap forward. I mentioned Gears was not a huge technical leap forward. Borderlands 3 is a monumental leap forward. It has the same kind of uh, cell-shaded look to it that the others do. But man, the guns feel so good. The the frame rate feels awesome. The abilities are cool. The the randomness of weapons that you have access to and the different um, you know firing modes and the different brands of weapons, all these different passive abilities, all the different types of it. Like there's just so much variation to gameplay. And every time that I've tried the demo, you you start with with new guns too. You know, the, the guns that you try are random rolled. And so of the three times that I played, I had six different guns that I got to play with, and they're all so different from each other. And it's just so cool to be able to see like all these different things that the gun the game is going to give you access to. Uh the sliding, I know I know Borderlands 3 introduced sliding. It feels very much like Apex sliding, very inertia based. So that feels really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um trying to think what else. The abilities that the players have are all very strong. Uh, if you haven't already, I wrote it all out in on the blog, so hardcorecasuals.com slash blog. Uh, and I went in a lot deeper into what everyone's kind of capable of there. But basically, like if you are a Borderlands fan or if you are a Destiny fan, you're going to have a good time. I mean, I know this is like a really big statement because Bungie is known for how awesome their shooting feels. But it was, you know, the, the shooting in Borderlands 2 was very reminiscent of Destiny like crispness of shooting it felt really good so that's awesome uh let's see what else did i play oh i got to try the new game from uh 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 ninja theory you know people who made oh you played it oh i did so it is a it is a hero melee pvp game there's a little bit of shooting but it's mostly a melee game uh reminiscent of of kind of overwatch but definitely very different uh, and it that was a dope. blast. I am really excited for this to come out. It is also going to be on Game Pass, so you know, get Game Pass. Uh, but it was a ton of fun. All the characters have a ton of personality. The the character models are all really cool and really fun, and some of them are really weird and very unique from each other. Some of the classes are really interesting. There are some classes that are a little bit familiar. Uh, like I played as a tank but he was a tank who could swap between buffing his teammates movement speed and buffing his teammates health that may remind you of someone Ooh. from Overwatch oh. Hey, oh. Lucio yeah except he was basically that Lucio <laughs> <laughs> he even he even rode around on a ball so i mean that that, that was uh, kind of weird he was very i mean he was fat Lucio it was great uh, but i mean there was like a there was like a dude who was like a like literally a zombie like front man for a rock and roll band but he was a zombie so that was mm. kind of cool. And there was like a very proper English gentleman hunter. And there was a, a little old granny healer. And you know, there's just some really cool character models. They all had lots of personality, a lot of life. And the game was a lot of fun. And teamwork made a huge difference. Um, you know, we, we were all talking to each other. And I was trying to do a good job of trying to be technical about, okay, you go here. Okay, it'd be great if you could go around the back, blah, blah, blah. And we steamrolled the other team. And not because any of them were better shooters than we were, but because we were being communicative about where to be and what to do. And it made a huge difference. And so we did awesome and it was great. And I'm really looking forward to it. It was a ton of fun. So be on the lookout. It's called bleeding edge. And they actually gave me a bunch of like cool, like stickers and 
like I don't want to call it swag because you can't wear it, but you know, there's you know, cool stuff. So I'm I'm excited about that. Um, uh, real real quick though on the game, it felt the controls. It felt good, like dude, in the control. Tight AF. It felt good. I mean, as good yeah. as a as a melee game can feel, in my opinion. Um, it was quick. It was it was chaotic. Um, but you have to be very precise about when you're using abilities because yeah, they were very good. I had this really great charge ability, and then my my uh, melee was literally just me slapping people in front of me, like like I was a mad old lady, just whap whap <laughs> whap. And then if you could time your button presses right, it would then go into. Uh, do you remember that 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 green dude? Or no, not the green dude, the sumo dude from old school Street Fighter. Yeah, and if you yeah, started yeah. clicking real quick, yeah, he would Yonda. go. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what I would do. Yeah. And except I was slapping. It was great. Um, oh, yeah, but so overall, good. like, yes, it felt very good. Uh, like I said, it's going to be on Game Pass. I know you guys all have it. Definitely give it a shot. Um, it's worth it. I mean, this is a project that. Mm. I mean, what could it hurt? It's free. Go check it yeah, out. Yeah, I'm gonna play uh, it. And I mean, this is a project that the people of Ninja Theory have been considering creating since before Hellblade existed. And so now that Microsoft has given them the resources to have two teams, they have been able to create this game and also the next, you know, iteration of of single player story, not Hellblade Two, but like you know. Another single yeah. player focus game. See, that's what I was. Oh, I was telling cool. Buddha last on the last podcast. I was like, like, so Noah's Sacrifice was their dream game. They had to make a whole bunch of other games to to fund that one, you know. And you know they're 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 pursuing it. We're gonna have a a, a, a Hellblade too, you know. It's going to happen, uh, and or another separate narrative focused game because because they do it and they do it so well but this is something different that 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 uh that they wanted to do and and i wish them well and i really am excited to play it yeah and i mean we got to talk to the developers there and one of them was kind of like walking us through how to play when we first started it was a long gameplay demo because they put you in like this tutorial mode for like 10 minutes and you got to try out like every character on a on a dummy for a little bit and then you would choose who you liked and then you would go into PvP against the other team. And he would he was just basically sitting there and be like, okay, cool. Like, what's cool about this guy? And he's like, oh, dude, that's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're really good at this and this and this. Try doing this combo. And, you know, he's the one who showed me how to do, like, the fast slapping thing. So that was really cool. Like, I wouldn't have figured it out by myself. And <laughs> so, uh, so they're really, was- you can, I mean, they're obviously very passionate about it. These people are really excited to bring a very mm-hmm. different experience. Um, and I was like, uh <laughs> Uh, uh, apologies for the French, but I, I went up to him. I'm like, dude, I'm excited about this, but you guys killed it with with Hellblade. It was it was fucking sick. And he's like, it was fucking sick, wasn't it? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you liked it. <laughs> uh, so, is Bleeding Edge uh, first person or third person? Or third person? Third person, sweet, good. Yeah, Dang it's man. a it's a very different look, and it's it's a very different. It's it's pretty arcade esque. If it plays uh, anything like how they did DMC, I'll be happy. Uh, I mean, that that person who was in charge of the combat from DMC is in charge of the combat for this game. So it's oh, OK. A lot like easy, easy. So as, as much as as much crap DMC gets, the combat in that game is flawless. There's nothing wrong with that combat. Good. I'm glad you were. So I'm excited. To that. All right. I'm the last game it. that I played at FanFest, and I'm not going to spend too much time on the other stuff outside of FanFest because I could I could literally go on for another two hours <laughs> about stuff that I did while I was there. But uh, I did get a chance to play um, uh, Tom Clancy's Breakpoint. Uh, 
Unfortunately, my gameplay demo with Breakpoint was a little bit shorter. You know, we only played kind of one quick mission, but it was really interesting to get my hands on it. And I'm really glad that I did because I was really expecting it to be the division in the forest. And it was very much not that. Um, the feel of the game is significantly more realistic. It's much more weighty. Uh, there are survival mechanics. You have to be aware of a lot of different things that are going on. And I mean, this this may all be true for Wildlands because I still haven't played that game. But basically, you you have to be much more aware of your person because you like you are a human and you are not a superhuman, and it treats right. you very realistically. And so you can like feel the weight of your backpack swinging back and forth as you sprint. And you have to not jump off a rock that's too high because then you might crunch your ankle. And you can hide in the bushes as enemies walk by, even though they're right next to you, especially if you roll around in the dirt and it makes you. That's so exciting. Like, yeah, there's we didn't get to see, you know, a fraction of the different mechanics that are going to be in the game because we only did a very short mission. But it it felt really good The the shooting felt really realistic. I mean, you can cap dudes in the head in like a single shot, but then at the same time, they can take you out very, very quickly. The TTK is, is super short, which feels really realistic. Uh, and it definitely has rings of of that that dream that they show on all the demos for Wildlands, where it's like, okay, everyone, you choose, you choose guy, you you take A, you take B, you, you take right. C. All right, okay, and we're gonna fire in three, two, one, fire. Pew pew pew. Okay, cool. We got everyone. Okay, moving forward. And it's just like, like it it, it has lot like it has a button you can press to like mark an enemy one, enemy two, enemy three, and then you can assign a person to each one of those things. And like I said, it's it's very tactical. It's very well thought out. It's just not what I expected it to be. Like I mentioned, I, I was ready for more division and it was it was very different from that. So uh, anyone who was looking for the division in the forest, it's not that. It's very different. So I, I still want to get my hands on Wildlands at some point just to kind of get a better feel for what it will be. But overall, I was super impressed. I just wish I would have gotten to play more than like the 10 minutes that we got to play it. So it was just super duper short. I'm very, uh, a, very a, much looking forward to to that one. Yeah. And everything that you say that like if you're saying that it feels good and weighty and, and all the thing all the things that you just said make me uh very happy yep. yeah because i love wildlands <laughs> so, so i mean yeah. more wildlands is good for me I'm, I'm genuinely excited for that one yeah it's gonna be very cool so just a quick rig off uh of some of the other games i played on the show floor uh i played biomutant which is kind of like a kung fu panda-esque rpg melee game uh, I played Darksiders Genesis, which when I first saw it, I thought it was going to be Darksiders Diablo, but it's much more than that. Uh, I played Destroy All Humans, which I actually didn't like as much. It was like super bathroom humor and you know, I was uh, yeah. kooky. Yeah. I, I, did, I had no idea what it was walking into it. And if I had known what it was, I probably would have had a better like feeling about it. But since I had never played it before, I just walked into it completely blind. I was like, okay, this is pretty juvenile. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, it's a straight up and it's a straight up reskin right it's yeah they've just they've just remade it prettier i don't think they've added very much to the game at all um and then finally the last game that i'm gonna talk about today is rocket arena so this is a game that's coming out for pc very soon it's going to follow on consoles you know air quotes soon uh but it's it's an arena shooter uh you know with different heroes that you can choose from except you're only shooting uh, rockets at each other and the rockets basically they treat it kind of like super smash brothers where the rockets give you like damage 
but you're not counting down your damage. You're counting up your damage. And the more damage you have taken, the farther you fly when you get hit by the next rocket. Right. And so the idea is to boop you out of the, out of the arena. And so there's no real like death. There's no blood or anything. It's just, it's just goofy bouncing around shooting people with rockets. And, you know, every one of the different characters either has, you know, slower, beefier rockets or faster, lighter hitting rockets. And then everyone has like a movement ability and then, you know, like a special. It's really simple. There's there's basically a basic attack and two moves for each character and that's it. And it's just super simple and fun and you bounce around super easy. And uh, again, it was it was kind of a cool indie game. It was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to trying it out. It's not super complex. It's not super fancy, but it was just fun. I sat there playing with the developers for like 20 minutes and then I played like three games with them and I was I was really bad at it and they were really good at it, but it was also really fun. I got to play as a pirate and he has he basically carries around a cannon. You just shoot cannonballs at everybody and then every now and then you can shoot like an exploding cannonball that charges up and it was just it was a ton of fun. It really cool. It was really lighthearted and and, and easy going. Is is it the anyway, same um, uh, camera angle of of um, uh, Smash Brothers or or no? Is it first no, no, person? No, 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 no. It is. It's three dimensional. Okay. Uh, the, the only thing that it pulls from Smash is is the fact that your damage counter counts up. Okay. And that is mm-hmm. a, that is a function that creates that makes you more bouncy. Was but it was it, it, uh, it is, first person, third person? I believe, I, I'm trying to remember. I think it was first person. Cool. It, mm-hmm. it kind of to me art wise, I think it felt like Paladins more than anything else. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but like I said, a little more lighthearted, just bouncing around, screwing around. It was a good time. It'll it, it'll be fun for just. It would be a good We Play Wednesday game. Yeah, we'll call yeah, it that. yeah. A good. Uh, yeah. It sounds fun. Yeah. So if you want to read more about what I thought about like Darksiders and Destroyal Humans and um, Biomutants, Bio again, I wrote a, I wrote another article out on the blog, theharkercasuals.com/blog. Check it out. I, it was great. Uh, it was fun. Lots to talk about. But yeah, that was my E3. It was it was really cool. I got to see like a interview with the developers of uh, Borderlands talking about how they created their game and some of the stuff they have coming. I got to see a sit down with the uh, Destiny developers, and you know the 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 conference show thing was called the Future of Destiny Two, and so they talked more about what they had discussed on the VidDoc um, two weeks prior and then some other stuff that they hadn't mentioned before. So that was really cool. It was just awesome to be around so many people who are interested in games like we are, whereas my life is spent around people who couldn't give less of a crap about games. So it was very cool to be kind of surrounded <laughs> by like my people. So that was very cool. Yeah. So anyway, E3 was great. I want to do it again. It was cool. Heck yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah. I know that uh, when... We were watching the Xbox conference. I was watching it with Almond, right? Mm -hmm. uh, And we were in in a chat together. And we saw, we just saw your pictures that you took. It was you and uh, Stu and the X1 pros, right? Yep. And uh, we were we were jealous. We were jealous. We're like, man, they, these guys are right over there. We're gonna try and find them. You know, like they're wearing the t-shirts. And then I said, wait a minute, like everybody's wearing those those t-shirts. They're, yeah, we were, like- <laughs> we were proud of like three hundred people wearing those t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> okay, all right. So, but I was still looking for them. And when uh, when Keanu Reeves came out, first oh first God. and foremost, Almond uh, 
screamed. It was it, it was a straight up scream. Dude, it was and then that was like, easily like the hype moment of E3. It was, it was so it cool. was the 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 hypest moment of E3, absolutely. And and she, then she's like she's like I can't believe that they're there in the same room as Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I mean, you can they're tell her I breathed, his, I breathed air. his air, dude. Yeah. I breathed his air. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? How was the? It was air? pretty great. I gotta say, I was, I was, I could, I could feel it. Well, I mean, Man. it was, it was like a multi-tiered hype, right? Because we're watching the the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven trailer, which is awesome, and we we're all really excited about it. This is footage that we hadn't seen before. It was great, and then the character like falls off his motorcycle, and these feet walk up to him, and uh, he says a line. You don't really know who it is, but then he squats down. And he takes off his sunglasses and yeah, it's Keanu yeah. Reeves in the game. And everyone poops their pants. And it's just like, no way. Keanu Reeves is going to be in Cyberpunk 2077. Like, no one had any idea that was the case. Uh, and so that was crazy. And then, you know, the lights kind of go down to dark. But then you can see smoke coming out on stage. And the lights turn on and the wall comes up. And Keanu Reeves walks out. I have never heard a crowd make that much noise in my entire life. Everyone lost <laughs> their freaking minds it was so cool to just be there and revel in that awesomeness and even uh keanu reeves himself seemed like taken aback by how crazy everyone was going over this it was so cool and so awesome to be there so yeah it was, I, well, I was super fun it was i mean that moment right so when he walked out and the crowd is going crazy. I could only imagine because it was it was pretty hype, and and we were all excited just watching. But the crowd, you said, is going crazy. And then the uh, one dude goes over there and he's like, "Your breath, oh, what is it? Like, You're breathtaking, or something." How did that? How did it go? And then and then freaking Keanu so goes. He was talking. About, he was talking about how the game the the game is breathtaking. And then the guy was like, "You're breathtaking." And then Keanu Reeves <laughs> said, "No, you're breathtaking." Yeah, and so everyone's whole thing, and the entire internet was like, "Oh!" Apparently, they found the guy who said you are breathtaking, and they gave him a free copy of the game too. So that's really cool. That's pretty crazy. I mean, overall, it was just—it was so fun. And uh, on on like that was the moment. That whole breathtaking thing was like the moment of of e3 and apparently even uh the fans they're like yo when you get when you get a hundred percent completion uh achievement you should just call it your breathtaking and it was like oh that's that's not a bad idea yeah. you know that would be pretty cool that would be like pretty that. cool not too yeah. shabby yeah not a Let bad the idea. legend continue and grow <laughs> <laughs> so anyway that's all i got for e3 it was great that's awesome, but man. I'm so glad you got to go, man. Specific questions, I'm happy to answer them, but that's all I'm going to talk about for now. Um, I so I I wanted I just wanted to clarify on what you were saying with the the media pass, right? So when you you had your media pass, you're just passing fools, waiting three or four hours, and like, yo, hold up, dudes, let me let me so just walk the, in. The I'm best media. example I can give is um when I went to play Borderlands three the third time on the E three show floor. So not at the Xbox Fan Fest, but on the E three floor. Um, for starters, the media pass basically says I am a member of the media, so I'm here to cover the games and to bring uh, eyeballs onto your game beyond those who are here. So this is a valuable right. thing to the developers. And I walked up to the booth. I, I don't know if I can call it a booth. The 
monument to Borderlands Three, <laughs> and I and I I said, hey, do you have any media slots open? And you know, you look around, and there's easily a three to four hour line that they have wrapped around this entire probably hundred to two hundred foot area that is designated for Borderlands Three. It's huge, huge place. And so she she looks at her thing and she says, "Sure, we can get you in." in 30 minutes just come back in half an hour we'll get you in cool so i go off i find a food truck i grab some tacos i eat i come right back and i walk straight up to the front of the thing and they say come right in and i walk right to the front of the line i walk in the door and i sit down for the presentation and they give us this full presentation on a new character that they hadn't spent much time talking about uh her name was mose she she drives a mech for the uh for you know for her super ability and then you can customize the mech to have like different abilities. So basically within your skill tree, you can unlock six different things that your mech can do two of. So you can choose two from grenade launcher, railgun, flamethrower, machine gun, puncher, like like just fist, and oof, what's the last one? I'm trying to remember. There's one more. Anyway, you can choose two of those in any combination and then choose your passives that buff those things. And then also you can upgrade your mech to have a mounted machine gun on its head so that if you are playing with someone and you pop your mech, they can hop on top of you and use the mounted machine gun while you are also using oh, a machine cool. gun and a flamethrower oh, or what I have you. I cannot wait for this game. So that was a blast. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so they, they, they sat us down in this little thing and they, you know, they give you the 15, 20 minute presentation about who Mose is and what's this new place that they're showing you. And then they send you out into the sea of computers that they have set up for the 15 minute demo. And of course I played as Mose and tried it out, but anyway, yeah, I walked up to the front of the line. I said, Hey, I'm media. And they said, cool, be here at this time and we'll get you in. So I showed up and they said, cool this way and you're good. And I did that about six different times in different places. That is you just show them wonderful. your you just show them your badge and you say, "Do you have any media openings?" And they say, "Sure." And I would have gotten into maybe a dozen more if I'd have known that you were supposed to contact their their uh, uh, publicist people beforehand uh, or PR people beforehand, I should say. Um, you know, hey, my name's Tyler. I have a media badge. Uh, I would like to come see your game next week at E3. What time should oh, I be? Oh, okay. Your um, I didn't know that was a thing. It absolutely was. And I missed out on seeing uh, games from Activision. Apparently, I missed out on an opportunity to play Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, uh, I would have oh, loved really? to I would have loved to have played the new Watch Dogs game that they talked about. I'm sure you guys saw like mm-hmm. how crazy yeah. that game was. That's yeah. the one I want. That's yeah. And so I, I did not get a chance to play that one because it was just straight full. So um so basically ty you just rolled up in there and you basically flexed your gamer score completely i flexed my follow count on them on that one <laughs> like uh excuse me i don't know if you guys know but i stream on mixer <laughs> right, right, right. that's right that's right so, so uh you said that well um with you know the the media pass and calling ahead of time is is an actual thing right that you weren't expecting it is an actual was there, thing yeah was there so, something else was there anything else that was like a like a surprise for 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 other people that are going to be going to to E3 next year perhaps what's another thing if anything that was like something you didn't the, expect that was um well 
I think you and I talked about this. I was surprisingly underdressed. I did not know this this was possible for a gaming convention, but a, a lot of the like behind the scenes stuff that I went to, I probably should have worn some nice pants, maybe a collared shirt. Did not know that. Oh, collared uh, shirt. So yeah. So you're. Uh... It, it. I. I want to call it one step below business casual. Okay. Mm. So mm. if I'd have worn jeans and like a short sleeve collared shirt, whether it'd been a polo or a button up or whatever, I'd have fit right in. But no. I'm just going to walk up there in my tennis shoes and my cargo shorts, not cargo shorts, my khaki shorts and my T-shirt, mm. you know, my 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 Mass Effect T-shirt. Uh, there was like this whole like outcry on Twitter in the gaming community, like the day before E3, because someone made some comment about how it's it's actually kind of, you know, patronizing for people to wear gaming T-shirts at E3. And it makes you look like a fan and not a professional. And then a bunch really? of professional people were like, were like, nah, that's stupid. Where are your gaming gear? It's E3. And then other people were like, nah, that's stupid. You're a professional. Act like it. And then there was like this whole back and forth. It was really interesting. But it made me really like question if I should wear my gaming stuff or if I should look like a you know, professional. And then I was like, nah, I'm not really a professional. And this is one of the very few times I can wear my gaming stuff. So I did. And I got a bunch of people being like, hey, that's a cool Destiny shirt. Way to go, dude. Yeah, right. Dead Orbit. And that's tight. And then, oh, my gosh, you know, Mass Effect. That, you know, that game changed my life. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, me too. It's the only game I ever cried on. They're like, oh, my gosh. And so, <laughs> like, it, it was absolutely Casually worth. throw that in. <laughs> I, it was absolutely worth wearing these shoes because it, it, it definitely creates a level of connection with some people that are there. And it's, it's a connection that I definitely do not have with people who I work with, they say, what's that silly symbol on your shirt? And I say, shut up. And so <laughs> the interaction is very different and it was much more positive. And I, I probably wouldn't nice. trade that. But if I were to be going to these behind the curtain things, again, I would probably wear jeans and a nice, like like a Hawaiian shirt or something, just something there that is go. a step above, right? Mm. I think the perfect world would be a gaming Hawaiian shirt. You know how Hawaiian mm. shirts are getting popular, oh, kind of like how ugly sweaters did five years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would I would look for something like that. So oh, what you're saying is, if the hardcore casuals right had um, a polo style shirt, we can we can we can roll in with something like that, right? We would look good. Yes. Boom. Done. All right. E three <laughs> gear. It's going to happen. I'm ready for Get it. it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, uh, yeah, media badge is the way to go. Industry badge is better. Having a gamer badge there, you, you, I mean, I hate to say it, but people with gamer badges were, were treated significantly more like peasants than anything else. Right. I mean, they were, they were the, they were the consumer while media people were the industry and it, right. it's treated as two very different casts if right. I, to use an Indian term. Uh, but it, it is definitely us and them, according to some people, which is, which was weird to consider. I mean, I get it, but like, that was a weird concept that I had never really considered. Yeah. Well, it started so anyway, as, as strictly media and then it was well, I mean, open yeah, I mean, to the public I mean, not relatively as, not as long as ago. People have only been allowed to go there for three or four years. So yeah, uh, very different. But that Very is really cool, Very man. I'm, I'm, I'm so I was so excited for you the entire the entire time and and watching it. So it's it's so awesome, and uh, and I, I know you mentioned the shorts thing uh, to me before, and I was like, yeah, man, this this is the sort of insider information I need, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say I did not do the um, 
hand sanitizer thing all the time. Uh, I did not, you know, I wasn't practicing like super cleanliness. I was not pumping vitamin C or anything like that. And I came out completely symptom free. Um, oh, that's good. good. That's good. I'm super, I don't know if I'm super lucky or just highly immune, but I came out on top without having to kill myself for it. So that was really nice. That's because you didn't have the gamer pass. If you walk in with gamer pass and no that's hands what, on you know, the done. Yeah, they just dip the gamer passes in little petri dishes right. and <laughs> give it out to people. <laughs> it's probably true. Um that is that is really freaking cool. Um so so I guess I mean I guess we can we can go on to the 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 last bits of the news. It was a super slow freaking news week. Like Dead really week, ridiculously slow. You know. Quiet on the but, news front. Say it again. Oh, it was a very quiet new quiet on the news yeah, front. Yeah, super, super quiet. Everybody oh, you know, everybody's just uh everyone's know, all just, Keanu just Reeves. Resting. Out. All Keanu Reeves up, yeah. You know, resting for, for the for the next week or whatnot, you know. Because the week before was pretty big. But with that said Let's uh, let's cue that news music for for a quick rundown. Yeah, news. Yeah. News. <laughs> news. Yeah. Uh, I mean, man, I've just I feel weird calling it news because there's just so little happened of real consequence. So we we talked about this beforehand. We have we have one kind of new ish story. I don't really want to call it a story. Uh, and then we have three kind of updates to things that we have talked about previously yeah. on the channel. So uh, the first one is one of these updates. Uh, I'm sure you guys remember a couple weeks ago, the Artifact channel on Twitch was like completely inundated with horrible things like pornography and violence and people not streaming Artifact. It was like the most sad thing I've seen on Twitch. Like it's just the game is so dead that people are streaming other games and porn on this channel and no one knew for the longest time <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that's, but that anyway, is pretty crazy the oh. update to it is uh is is that twitch is now suing the people who created spam bots to run the artifact channel in such a negative way uh so i'm going to read a little bit of this story from rock paper shotgun uh it is by uh, alice o'connor so Twitch, the live streaming site owned by Amazon, are trying to sue the individuals who, in May, broadcast videos of pornography, copyrighted movies and TV shows, and actual real-world murders. The offenders pretended to be streaming Artifact, dominating Twitch's section for the Valve card game. Twitch, Twitch doesn't know yet who they are, but have already filed a lawsuit with California court to get it rolling. What they do know, or when they do know, they'll look to hit the perpetrators with fines and bans for cyber offenses from trademark infringement to fraud. Spammers took over Twitch artifact session, which is usually a sleepy corner of the of, uh, with little life <laughs> in late May. Numerous That's accounts, nice movies, it. TV, porn, and actual murder from the Christchurch mosque shootings. Twitch oh. uh, were not the best pleased. Wow, this is... This is so weird. Twitch were yeah. not best pleased with this, and Friendship. nor many who sought. Nor were many who sought. This is hard to read. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a European site. Europeans. Yeah. Uh, Twitch shut down streams and banned accounts, which kept popping back up. So, uh, so for two days, from May 28th, they blocked new accounts from streaming to stop banned spammers from jumping right back in with a new name. 
They lifted this restriction after implementing a new one requiring all new accounts to enable two-factor authentication before streaming, which still stands. So this is actually super interesting. The, the artifact nonsense actually changed yeah. how Twitch treats new streamers, yeah. now requiring two-factor authentication, which I think is an actual overall win, but I think it's hilarious yeah. That this is what it took for Twitch to get there. Uh, we've had 2FA on Mixer for quite some time. It's not required, but it is quickly available, ready, very readily available. Uh, I highly recommend you guys use it if you don't already. It's very simple. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so they're suing. They are suing no one at this point. They are suing the idea of these people, but they are they have not yet figured out who it is. Which I don't know. I don't know how you do that, but. Anyway, they're suing something. Well, they're just saying, they're just they're they're saying we didn't like this. Poo poo on you, right? And and they'll you know they'll try and they'll try and uh, find someone. I'm sure, but it's going to be very yeah. difficult, if not impossible, to find some. If you know, yeah. definitely not all. But yep, you know, hey, it was a funny meme. It was a funny meme at first. Dude, I'm, you know, so just like all these it. things start, and then it becomes, it became something terrible. I feel bad for the people who are actually streaming Artifact. There was no one streaming Artifact. Oh no! Not, not, remember when this? Remember when this story happened? We looked on Artifact, and there were a total of like nobody. thirty viewers on the Artifact channel, and yeah. all of them were for non-Artifact games. The number one viewed channel when we looked at it was someone playing Overwatch on Artifact, and they weren't even playing. It was a re it was a re replay of someone who had played Overwatch earlier. Oh. So basically, the game's doing very well. Yep, it's doing great. It's a hot, it's it. hot. Jump on it now. Killing Artifact it. is the hottest Killing thing it. right now. Yeah, yeah. You That's come on back to is. Magic. Come on back to Magic: The Gathering. The water feels fine. <laughs> Uh, so what's up? that's crazy uh yeah. secondly is is kind of the new story quote-unquote story but bernie sanders of all people came out and said that he's proud of the gaming industry for pushing for unionization uh there's a good story on it on the verge thanks to uh, mckenna kelly uh for the past few years game developers have increasingly sought to unionize amid growing concerns over layoff and burnout in the industry and Today, I think it was a couple days ago, Democratic presidential contender Bernie Sanders applauded their efforts. Quote, the video game industry made $43 billion in revenue last year. The workers responsible for that profit deserve to collectively bargain as part of a union, Sanders said in the tweet. I'm glad to see unions like IATSE and the broader at game workers movement organizing such workers. The International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, the IATSE, which works to organize creatives, responded to Sanders by saying, too often workers in the entertainment industry are underpaid and overworked because they are so passionate about their crafts. By joining together and negotiating as a group, we can make our workplaces better. And it goes on to talk about other companies that have been struggling with that and so on and so forth. Go check it out on The Verge. There you go, Manny. What do you think? Well, I, I, I you know, I, I've, I've said before several times that I, I don't think that union, uh, unionization is the right way to go to go about this. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, and people are going to end up, or the companies are going to look to lessen that cost, right? Like, uh, you with supply and demand, and uh, you, you find a natural. Uh, level of where where these things actually cost what's expected right now the the problem 
with a lot of these uh, other things is just mismanagement. There's there's been horrible mismanagement up and down the industry, right? And, and this is what is sparking this this talk, right, of union uh, of unions and whatnot. Uh, but if you do that, what, what's what's going to end up happening is that uh, the companies are going to look to lessen their expenses. They're gonna they're going to go and hire more part time workers. Uh, as opposed to full time, they're going to they're going to look to hire overseas and telecommute more. You know, uh, 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 telecommute more, and it's not gonna it's not gonna end up solving the problem. It's gonna be a net negative, you know. And we can go we go in and 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 have have the full on debate, but I don't see it as being a positive thing. I understand what they're saying. I understand their concerns. Uh, but I really, and, and for, I mean, come on, it's freaking Bernie Sanders. You know what I'm saying? Bernie Sanders coming in, talking about gaming. Like, come on. Cause you, you can't be any more out of touch in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I understand that. But at the same time, for once we got a politician, that's not going after loot boxes for Pete's sake. Yeah. Cause that seems like the most popular thing to do is go after the loot box. So now we finally get somebody that's actually saying something other than that. So I can appreciate that much. <laughs> And as far as like, and as far as like the unionizing of things go, I mean, you know, I'm, 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 I'm in the industry. I'm in a very familiar with unions and how they work. So a lot of times what will end up happening is it won't be the, the whole industry as a whole. It'll be bits and pieces right. that end up becoming unionized and it'll go about like this. So it'll be a lot of the lower level, uh, spots in the industry, um, that will get affected more so than than the higher ups. But I mean, you know, it, it does make sense because how many times have we heard of people having like, you know, a rough time working in this industry? It's it's very cutthroat. It's very demanding. It's very stressful. Uh, so it only makes sense. The more stories that come out from these companies, uh, you know, pushing too hard or forcing people right. to work and and, you know, taking advantage of basically if somebody has passion about their project. And wanting right. it to be successful, so they end up putting the time in where they, you know, where they wanted to or not, but they want they want everything to be successful. And of course, the company is going to go, yeah, sure, yeah, you want to put in twenty hours on this uh, project, uh, you know, and, and you know, in, in one day, okay, all right, I'm not going to stop you, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. obviously, they want to get things done. So it's just it's just like a a whirlwind of just uh, bad on bad, and uh, yeah, well yeah. I'm not surprised that Clear, this is happening. I'm not surprised that 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 they're talking about it either. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? A, you know, uh unions are like freaking vultures, you know what I'm saying? They're 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 just they're looking, they're they looking to, to 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 feast on the dead, you know what I'm saying? Uh so uh I'm not I'm not surprised at all. But especially since all, we're foreseeing having all these stories of bad actors. It's just horrible, horrendous mismanagement that's been going unchecked for years. Right. And, and the, yeah. this happens within an industry because you're hired from within, right? Uh, uh, and not necessarily because they're they're the most experienced for that job, but they did well on the job uh, underneath them, or the boss liked them, and then they move up. And you keep on, you go through generations of of this type of hiring. The next thing you know is you have people in positions that don't actually know how to be fully effective in their position, and they and and it seems as if all of these horror stories are just one hundred percent 
pure mis- mismanagement. They don't know how to yeah. stick to a deadline. They don't know how to uh, uh, um, accurately adjust their own timelines. You know, like they have an initial idea, and uh, the you know ideas expand, and and they don't properly adjust their workforce uh, to cover for the expanding ideas. And the next thing you know is, oh my goodness, we have to work, you know, three months at at uh, twenty hours a day straight to get it done. You know, that's just mismanagement. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's, there, I mean, obviously, there's going to be a bunch of variables and stuff when it comes to making games, and you know, we've talked about it before. Well, you know, this stuff isn't obviously it's not easy, you know, but um, uh, if anything, I think it'll help just provide more structure for I- something that needs some structure. Dizzy, what, what 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 were you gonna say? You were you were piping up in there. What are your thoughts? Uh, so um, I'm just uh, I just think that it's it's just like you said, bad management. I've been watching like a bunch of documentaries about how like about game developers and stuff like that. And sure, it's not the accurate representation, I guess you would say. Right. But so um, obviously, crunch like that's the prop. One of the main problems is like you have to like put in a lot of hours to get a game done. But like that shows like good developers from bad developers is the uh, is like how that development goes about like people having to put in 40 hours and stuff like that. It shouldn't have to be that way, I feel. And like a good like, I don't even know which I don't even know who what umbrella that falls under for a game development for someone who manages like that's that kind of thing. But like there's been tons of games back in the day that were made that like did not get the outburst of we've been overworked and. We hate it here. So, like, I think it's yeah. all just coming down to, like, how you manage that game development time. Like, for example, like, Animal Crossing. They said they delayed it because they wanted they didn't want to push the staff too hard. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, it's it's decisions like that. So, like, uh, I was watching some stuff about Final Fantasy XIV and how that was a dead game that got, that got made. Like, they made a, they remade it. And was running it at the same time. And so, like, basically, the game director had to manage both of those two projects and, like, make sure staff wasn't getting overworked at the same time. And so, like, I think it's all about, like, how the, how, like, the people running these uh, games, like, manage their staff. It, I don't think it needs to, I don't, I don't think it needs to go down to, like, oh, we need to unionize and make sure we're getting, the highest pay we possibly can and stuff like that. I just think that we need to think about how to make games smarter. Right. Well, I, you know, that, but you know, that's the problem. Like, you know, everything comes under like a, 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 the financial, you know, microscope, you know, obviously if you have something like animal crossing, you've got you know, Nintendo backing them up and whatnot, they've got yeah. all the time they need, like they're not, it's not a problem, but you take a, a smaller studio like a telltale or somebody like yeah. that, that's already outsourced way too much and, and is already bit off more they can chew and isn't getting good any more money, you know, then that's when the, the crunching and the overworked and the stress ends up, you know, rising to the, mm. you know, to the top. So, yeah. But, which I mean, is, uh, which it, it's a hard thing. It's like trying to solve world hunger. <laughs> Well, it is. It is. So, so nothing definitive can be can be like you know, uh, hashed out here because it is a tricky situation. You know what I'm saying? But it, but it's horrendous uh, mismanagement. The game 
atmosphere, the game world is changing, right? The expectations of the gamers, uh, what of what type of of games the 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 uh, longevity of games, this whole games uh, or as a service thing is 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 also a huge change, uh, where people are are on these projects longer, right? Uh, so there's a whole there's a whole bunch of issues, but ultimately, will unions make that better? And and I'm going to say no. It's gonna it's actually gonna cause less opportunity, more expense. And and people, you know, and when the the expense increases, uh, people will or the companies are going to look for other options. You know, what I'm saying whether it be instead of giving them a full time with benefit, maybe maybe now they're they're, uh, you know, a consultant or whatnot, which is which is a little different. You know, a different pay structure. So I feel in the long run, a net though, negative uh, with unions. I think it would make it better for the staff, but it won't make it better for the for gaming in general, because just like you said, the the publishers and stuff like that, they're going to cut costs somewhere. Just like when uh, just like how like loot boxes became a thing, well, like DLC became a thing and stuff like that and how like that got abused. Mm -hmm. It was a good idea at first and then they started abusing it. It's just like how like with unions, like once they start unionizing, they're going to see like, okay. We're spending a lot of money on our staff now. We need to cut costs somewhere else. We need to find a way to make a more of a profit because we lost right. a little bit. And that's the problem with uh, just gaming industry, the gaming industry in general. Whenever they, instead of just taking a loss, you ha they have to figure out, okay, we're taking a loss here. We need to make profit somewhere else. And it's just like, it's just, it's weird because you just can't, it's like, you can't just settle with, okay, that's just going to be a loss. But... Like we can't, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of weird to uh, word it. Like, uh, well, I mean, they're, they're, the they 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 were not going to just sit there and take it. They're not just going to go and and sit and accept a loss. No, they're they're going to turn around and and have to react to to because it's a business. You know, what I'm saying you can't just make yeah. something marketedly more expensive and expect everything to be okay. He's looking at at these numbers. Oh, it's forty three billion dollars, but. Of revenue, but has absolutely no um, uh, idea as as to the overall cost structure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. it's not like they're just swimming in forty three billion dollars of profit for God's sakes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, uh, like there's a complete disconnect here, and that's the that's the problem with people like you know. And I don't want to go too political, but that's the problem with with people uh, who who propose these kind of things. They don't actually know the business. You know what I'm saying? They don't, and when you say, well, let's just make, you make, you're making money. Let's just increase your costs. Who, you know, who cares? Well, the the business, the industry actually cares. And when you, you make these changes without taking into account all the different factors, it creates problems. And what's going to happen is they're going, they're, it will be a net again. Uh, the last thing I'll say on is a net negative for the workers, uh, net negative for the industry as a whole, and definitely net negative for the freaking gamers. You know, so I'm, Bernie I'm Sanders, I'm, whatever makes games better is what I'm down for. Word. Now, if anything, I think this this whole scare is going to remind the industry, like, hey, the game, the industry is changing. You have to deal, manage your own employees better. 
you, you know, like the fear of a unionization is real. That that cripples industries. You know, what I'm saying it. It uh, it really it really straw uh, creates a. Uh, uh, a monkey wrench, if you will, in, in just in the in the freedom of, of a company to be able to to do what it has to do. You know, you have to treat your employees better. You have to manage things better. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and if not, the unions are coming. Bernie Sanders is coming. You know what I'm saying? The boogie Bernie. And he's coming yeah, in. I guess, I guess you can just <laughs> chuck it all down to like game de- game developers just need to be better. Just need games just need better management. They, they need better management. You know, they and this is going to be a wake up call. You know what I'm saying? So look, I'm always going to be against unions. I'm always going to right, always going to be against unions. Uh, however, they need better management. You know what I'm saying? And and, and I believe I believe in, in, independent uh, companies will do a better job than than unions. You know. But what? Whatever. That's what I. I'll, and I'm not gonna change on it. That's my. my that's my forever opinion. <laughs> and he's sticking to it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sticking to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I didn't man, mean really to got, talk so long. Really on got that. in the weeds on that one. I know. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Jeez, man. <laughs> yeah, I started it off with just a quick little story about Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. And Manny's like, "Did you say unions? <laughs> I know unions." <laughs> <laughs> Flicks his straps on his overalls. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Uh, Moving on, uh, ladies and Another story that we uh, started in January. I told you this was going to be long and drawn out. Go check I did, because I know I did. Uh, Randy <sighs> Pitchford is back in the news. It turns out that a former Gearbox member has brought forth proof that Randy Pitchford oh, had baby. Gearbox, the company which he owns 51% of, pay $12 million to Randy Pitchford Media LLC. Uh, the story initially was that he siphoned $12 million off of the, uh, what do we call it, the bonus pool from Borderlands 2. And we finally have proof that uh, while technically he is allowed to do it as the majority stakeholder, Maybe Randy was doing some shady things over there. There's a big, long article, GameDaily.biz. Former Gearbox employee provides proof Randy pitch for diverted funds to a personal company. Uh, Thanks to Mike Fetter for writing this all down. But it is super long and super deep, and I'm not going to get super into it. So if you want to read more about it, head over to thehardcorecasuals.com slash podcast. Click on the most recent episode, because this episode is there right now. And uh, check it out. It's great. Um, super interesting, but again, more of Randy Pitchford literally stepping on Gearbox's dick, trying to get ready for Borderlands 3, and oh my gosh, I feel like this just keeps getting worse for him. Mm -hmm. It's so weird, because like every good thing you hear about Borderlands 3, you hear five bad things about Randy Pitchford. Every time. In the head, man. It's just like, I want to be so excited for this game, and this game was the game of the show for me for, for, for E3, and I'm just... I mean, so many people are so excited to play this game, but playing this game means supporting this man who is doing these awful things. And it's, just, I feel so morally conflicted about this because I mean, at the same like, time, playing it also supports the people who made it, you know, all the developers that worked hard for many years to create it. But ah, dude, conflict, oof. I, I just feel like, I feel like you shouldn't punish a group of people for the action of one man. Of course. Like, like as soon as Randy Pitchford makes his own game by himself, then we just don't buy it. Sure. 
sure, but, like, but that's I, never going to be the case. But I can't. Yeah. Be, I can't believe they didn't ask him to ch- at least like change positions or whatever, like in the middle of all the controversy, like to take a yeah. less active you know, role. Where's the board of directors who says like, Randy, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Like at least, at least another, like another title that's kind of like, ju- you know, just, just a title that he's still there, but he, he has to deal with his, his mess. He has to deal with his mess. He's still it's- active. He's still running. It was like, whoa. It's kind of it's kind of crazy, but but you know, hey, I, I don't know. He does bring unnecessary drama when when all the all the news should be about freaking Borderlands three. You know, that's yeah, that's the game's game's damn so sure. good, so perfect. The question though so that I think he may argue is any publicity is good publicity. I suppose. Yeah. Right? Until so that comes many, back to bite. How many him. more eyeballs are on? are on Borderlands 3 because Pitchford is in the news, right? Cuz it's not like it's not like Borderlands 3 the game had a had a marketing beat this week. Yeah. But yeah. now it turns out they have. <laughs> it's full. Maybe it's maybe he's a stealth genius, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's just yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm just going to put 12 million into my company, but wait, 6 months from now when we're t- when they're not talking about Borderlands 3, we're going to be talking about Borderlands Pitch 3. Playing the right, long right. game, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but now, of course, of course. Union. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, He's Buddha. playing 12D. Oh, I said that, but he has to get that money before they form a union. Before they form- <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, don't get him started again. <laughs> I think, though, um, of course, of course, they're saying this is all, you know, unwarranted and meritless blah 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 uh if however this turns out to be true and we've said this before um then he's a douchebag and he needs to be fired right away because that's freaking that's freaking terrible man you know what i'm saying you don't you don't promise something and squander it away and siphon it off for, for your own self that's freaking horrendous man you know but I agree. whatever yeah well borderlands 3 is going to be amazing though yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Um, Ty, <laughs> did you tell me that that you you shook Randy Pitchford's hand in E3? Was yep. that? Yep. You shook I, the hand was, of the was, devil. He was right there, and I couldn't I couldn't not shake his hand. He was, remember, I said I left, and then I came back for the trial, and he was right there. It was very passing, very quick, but it was just like, oh, hey, Randy, what's going on? I shook his hand, and he was gone. I thought you were gonna tell me about the food truck when you were getting tacos. <laughs> That's right, dude. Well, they don't let you in until it's your time. You know, I mean, uh, you have no business being there because there's a thousand other people that are there. So, did you lose a couple years off your life for shaking? Yeah, his right. Hand, I mean, it's weird. Like, like he, it's like he looked younger after I touched it. <laughs> oh no! Is that the one time you used the hand sanitizer? Oh, yeah. My knee started. Hurting. That that time you used the hand joints. Oh, I just forgot God. while I was there. So let me show you a anyway, magic trick. trick. Yo, <laughs> there you go, baby. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh, <laughs> moving on, moving on to our final story of the night. This one was just kind of embarrassing. EA was at a hearing, and we're gonna we're gonna read from the beginning of this. Thanks to PC Mag Fraser Brown, representatives from EA and Epic met with UK Parliament's Digital Culture, Media, and Sport Committee this week in an evidence session for which, or sorry, for its investigation into, quote, addictive and immersive technologies. MPs quizzed lawyers and marketing executives in a strained, occasionally hostile meeting 
touching on subjects like age verification and loot boxes. Things got off to a bizarre start when Epic was asked to respond to Prince Harry's criticism of Fortnite. Maybe it was novelty for the Americans who probably don't have to worry about what the grandson of the queen thinks. From there, anecdotes were thrown around as evidence, including a story from The Sun. And when Epic and EA don't provide answers, the MPs just ask the same question in a slightly different way, going around and around in a big, boring circle. How much people spend in Fortnite was a detail MPs were particularly interested in, but Epic wasn't willing to share that information the first time, and it was asked, uh, or the time it was asked the 20th time. When publishers were able to answer questions, they got pretty creative. When asked about loot boxes, EA defended them as ethical and fun, and added that it does not call them loot boxes. They are, quote, surprise mechanics, just like surprise toys, right? If you go to a store that sells a lot of toys and you do a search for surprise toys, what you'll find is that there is something that people enjoy. They enjoy surprises, said Carrie Hopkins, VP of Legal and Government Affairs. And so it's something that's been a part of toys for a year, whether it's Kinder Eggs or Hatch Animals or LOL Surprise. Hopkins then added that EA agrees with UK and Australian gambling commissions that found loot boxes weren't gambling, while it disagrees that there's evidence that it does lead to gambling. It's just a healthy surprise, apparently. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. I've I never mean, heard so much shit spewed out. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, life. when they talk about like Hatchimals and stuff like that, I mean, it's true. I mean, that's that's what they are. There's, there's uh, blind bags that you buy that have like, you know, miscellaneous uh, creature you don't know what, you, what you're going to get when you buy it you know you, you just buy the little bag and and hope that you get something that you don't already got and it's pretty much the same damn thing yeah but Surprise. you don't spend like oh you do spend a lot on hatch you do. Take it back. You do. I, I know some kids <laughs> that's not like but like it's I don't a, know any kids going around spending like six hundred dollars on hatchimals because they keep getting the same hatchimal over and over again well I mean if, I mean, the, the reason why you don't is because, you know, it's 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 that is something geared to like really young kids. So, like, that's the thing. Like, Hatchimals and Kinder Surprises don't exploit the kid. Right. Like, you, you, how do they not exploit true. the kid? Because no one's going to buy their kid like 20 Hatchimals. So they have every Hatchimal. Well, whoa. Easy there. You were both collectors and we know how obsessive things can get. And yeah. And that's, little that's Timmy, why like is jumping up and down saying, yo, dad, I really need the whatever rainbow unicorn Hatchimal and everyone we get is not that one. What do you do? Uh, you're going to go oh, buy some more damn Hatchimals. Get that rainbow. <laughs> no, you- you're going to get you're going to get the rainbow Hatchimal at some point or another. Now, so, how much you end up spending to get it? I mean, that that varies, you know, but it's the same thing. It's like we talk about magic cards. We talk about baseball cards. It's the same damn concept. You know, yeah, but you like stuff in a so little like, bag, and you're like, "Oh yeah, we don't know what's in it," and you, the only way to find out is if you buy it. But like, that's the thing, though. Like with with so like you were explaining like magic cards and hatchimals and stuff like that. There is a way around buying that hat like of hatchimals. Like if you can't find the magic card you want, you can go on eBay and find that magic card. Right. You can't go and buy that said character in Ultimate Team. You have to keep no. buying ca- packs and packs and packs that's- and packs. That's true, but well, that's digital as opposed to physical. I mean, obviously, yeah. there's resale value for the physical. There's no resale value on the digital. And that's the so. problem right there. That is, that's definitely one of the large problems, yeah. 
that is it's yeah that you're not getting anything tangible but yeah. see but look what happened to diablo when they when they had an auction house and people were selling used to be able to buy digital items on ebay they put the kibosh to that because things are going and getting out of hand i mean i remember yeah. playing like freaking you know jedi knights or i forget i can't even remember what jedi star wars galaxies and people were selling their accounts like they'd soup up account get jedi and then turn around and sell their account for 200 bucks yeah and that's why like like that loot box aspect doesn't work well in a digital format Uh, that's how i feel because like you know finish yourself finish i I want to follow up uh, on what you what you're saying so like um for example uh I play gotcha games on my phone all the time mm-hmm. and you, you do your 10 roll. You don't get anything. You, that's when you have that decision right there with you keep rolling or don't. But the mm-hmm. thing is with, with like uh video games, you've already paid that $60. Like it's different when it's a free to play game. That's how they're making their money is those loot boxes in the packs and stuff like that. But FIFA you're paying like in the, in New Zealand, $120 to get to pay for loot boxes. Because there's that competitive aspect of right. you can't because at, at after a certain point you need the good characters to keep playing the game. I mean, and nobody's going to make you pay for them unless you really want to do it, just like a half. Yeah, meal. but like no one's. But like, how do you tell? How do you explain that to a five year? Well, not a five year, but like kids who are just like now getting their own pocket money. And you better start going out there mowing some lawns. You better yeah. start selling some lemonade. You better start doing something if you want the money the, to do those things. You so, so but, wait a minute. Like, a job and start getting that Fortnite money, baby. That's what I say. <laughs> keep going from one thing to another, and and like it'll just keep building and building. It it I creates mean, an addictive personality. I feel. I okay. I don't know. I, Buddha is is saying essentially. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that companies like EA? They're actually helping kids like learn the uh, the value of money by take by snatching it from them. <laughs> like, <laughs> now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't I don't think that it's teaching them anything. I just feel like, you know, there are businesses trying to make money, just like the people that make yeah, hatchables. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and so they put a product out there and and people buy it, they buy it. I mean if they don't buy it, they don't buy it. You know, it's a, it's just like uh you know like we play Fortnite, it's a free game, right? But no, nobody makes you buy those damn skins. I mean, that's that's all on you. Yeah, you but know? like you go to Overwatch, nobody makes you buy that stuff. That's all on you, man. That's yeah, yeah. I do agree with that. I, I agree that like, and that's where like I think the aspect of the loot box is weird. So like, I don't have a problem with Fortnite skins or Overwatch skins because mm-hmm. it's purely cosmetic. But when when uh, your loot box becomes the aspect of how you play the game. That's where I have a problem with it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When it when it becomes a critical no. component to the to the game mechanic and the experience, I think uh, it, I think know. we're past those times now. I think pretty much everything is just going to be a no, because ultimate you know, cause... ultimate team still does it. Like FIFA, it's been doing it oh, for you're like talking the about past like the sports things. Like, you know, yeah, the sports yeah. games. You physic you have to roll those loot boxes to to play like to compete in the game or to play the game, essentially. Because after a while, your bronze. Soccer players aren't going to do what they do as well. Yeah, and but at the I, same time, though, if you played enough, you're going to build in-game currency to, to to do that for free anyway. But what if you don't get? But then you run out of currency eventually. Like then you just keep playing. Thing. You keep grinding. Yeah, I don't, I, but I don't think it should be like yeah. that when you've paid your full. Well, you know, you paid your full you know, sixty dollars. 
nobody wants to have to keep grinding, but it, that is yeah. an option. This is like Rainbow Six Siege. You 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 know you want to you want to get more of those packs. You want to unlock a, an operator. Well, you just keep on playing, baby. One of these yeah, days you get that currency if you don't want to if you don't want to pay out of pocket money. Yeah, you know? that is true. But the operator doesn't make the game. Like it doesn't make or break that game. Mm-hmm. So here's I mean, here's 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 what I'm thinking here. I I I see both sides and and. You've probably listened to all the podcasts. You probably dance between the two positions because I'm I am torn on on this subject. You know, what I'm saying first and foremost, I don't like to see government coming coming on in and uh, and 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 mandating certain things uh, within the industry, right? Uh, within any mm-hmm. industry, uh, for the most part, for the most part, right? Uh, my 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 overreach. You know, Spidey sense always, always starts to tingle. Uh, but I am torn on this subject. I understand exactly what Boot is talking about because there's some some core mechanics that essentially the same as as the old trading cards. You know what I'm saying? But to Dizzy's point, the fact that yeah, you you would still get something physical. So you know, right? You're not actually just getting nothing, and that is that is uh, uh, it may be a, a small distinction, but it's a it's a big point. You know, uh, one of the other things that Dizzy was saying was that it it can uh, promote an addictive behavior. So ultimately, within the game, especially for for adults <clears throat> that you know they they go and 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 get their own money or whatnot, they pick up the, the the game and they know what they're doing, right? For the most part, they can use their judgment, and that's up to them. However. This these quote unquote surprise mechanics, they they got this stuff from gambling, right? Straight up, right? So the all and all of these games that do this kind of stuff, they do the same thing, right? Is these surprise mechanics that they know? Yeah, we like surprises. It's true, right? We like surprise parties. We like surprise gifts. Like we, like we're uh, uh, part of the human condition is we're prone to liking surprises, right? So that that's fine right there's nothing absolutely nothing wrong with that however when you craft the experience not just to give you a surprise it's well beyond that it is it's it's scientifically freaking tailored to trigger a specific feeling and or response within the human brain and that can become problematic not so much for any adult but for kids right so 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 this is why i'm in I'm in this you know weird little limbo position where i can see this these quote-unquote surprise mechanics absolutely in my opinion i i i i i feel as if it it does promote on un, an unhealthy uh um gambling type because it's not gambling it is different than gambling i don't agree that it is gambling but i i understand where they promote that that type of gambling style mentality within a still forming mind and 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 that's 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 where i i start to have problems with it not to say that i i approve of you know government uh coming down on something like this but but uh but yeah, I I think it well, could like, be problematic for kids. I agree with with like Buddhist statements, and like like how he feels about like 
about like how like when we with trading cards and everything like yeah i agree with like like you don't get what you want you just buy another pack and like you yeah you tough get the money and everything i just think that like if the government's going to get involved with it i don't think it's take loot boxes away i think it's more because like the thing is like i see like like tons of kids play fifa and not every it's not i wouldn't say it's the government's job to parent kids but i think People need yeah. to be just normal people need to be aware that like they exist in games because we hear it most we hear it quite a bit how like a kid took mom's credit card thousand dollars worth of V bucks or <laughs> bought like hundred packs in Ultimate Team and mom's like I don't even know what Ultimate Team is. All, all I know is if I as a child took my parents' credit card, that would be I, it. <laughs> I would not be here making this podcast today. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been over for me, <laughs> right? But but the but the thing is though, EA don't care. Yeah, like I, I, EA don't care. The little Timmy took mom's card and spent that thousand dollars on Ultimate Team. Mm. EA just got a thousand dollars on their surprise mechanics. And like, I think it's just what they labeled it as a sorry because you know, I didn't want to say loot boxes, basically. Of course, yeah. yeah. So I think they're just avoiding. They're, they're avoiding, avoiding the word. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, because and that's a that's a tactic using in politics all the time, right? Because the yeah, the, yeah. the the world gets afraid of a word, and as soon as that word comes up, they automatically mm-hmm. go to a place, right. and it may or may not be what the person trying to relay a message is is trying to relay, because you're automatically associating. Uh, what what I'm trying to communicate to you with maybe some negative feelings that you have from a different argument about something else just because of the term that's being used. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, surprise mechanics is a super dumb thing to say, but yeah, it you know. sounds silly. Yeah, I just Straight like how up. silly it sounds. To be honest, <laughs> I was I wasn't trying to like throw shit. And, 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 and it also feel, it feel I understand the point, but Kinder eggs. You know what I'm saying? Like like they 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 should have said it, like. Uh, like tra- baseball trading cards, like something like yeah. That. If they that, compared it to what, trading cards, it wouldn't have sounded. It makes as silly. so much more sense, and it wouldn't sound so dumb. <laughs> yeah, it sounds yeah, pretty well, dumb. Yeah. What are you? What are you gonna what do? do? What are you yeah. gonna do? But no, I, I, I'm torn. I am torn. Ty, Ty, what what are your thoughts on 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 this one? You know, I mean, uh, I I definitely think that surprise mechanics is a silly word, but if we're talking about loot boxes. I think that people should be allowed to use them as much as they want to use them. I'm I'm not a big loot box user. I talk to the people that I stream with all the time about this. I generally almost never buy currency in games. I just don't. You know, I play I I play a very small subset of games where they really don't spend a lot of time encouraging you to spend money. Uh, you know, so there are there are definite whales to the games that i play and those are the people that spend enough money to make it so i never have to spend money and the game can keep on keeping on uh but you know if those people want to spend money on this game i don't think that anyone should get in the way of them doing that right so i mean yeah it's not it's not not awesome that that kids are using this opportunity to be idiots but uh i think that's a you know a learning opportunity right yeah See, so, yeah. I, I am I am I'm 100% on board with that for almost all games except for games that are geared for kids 
You know, so like actual kids. Yeah, case. but what's that? What's that line though, right? Because that's the law that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, right? There's going to be no more loot boxes in games that are marketed towards children. But it no, has to be Call the rating Duty is marketed towards children. It has to be and the rating. That's the only way to be fair. Yeah, like, that I, that that's that's what that's how I feel I mean, about it. Like, sure. Yeah. I mean, you can make the argument that the rating determines it, but to say that Call of Duty is not marketed towards ten-year-old boys who want to shoot guns at bad right. guys, like, yeah. They, but they, that's so but that's that, that's where you that's where it's impossible to say. I mean, that, in theory, like, every video game is marketed towards kids. I yeah. I agree. I do agree with that. But that is also where the like the the government what what Dizzy said before government is not is not meant to parent the kids. The parents, yeah, you have to assume the parents are going to take some sort of responsibility. You know what I'm saying? But that yeah. make, I do have problem. I, and by and large, I'm 100 percent on on board with 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 what you guys are saying. You know, uh, uh, Thai and Buddha as far as it's a mechanic, you know. It's it's they're not forcing you to do it as long as it's not pay to win. That's that's a different right. thing altogether. That's right. bad. I generally, right. I, don't, I don't know if I've ever played a game that was pay to win. I generally avoid them. I mean, what's a good example of a pay to win game besides like Battlefront Two when it came out and maybe FIFA? I, they do a lot in mobile games, bro. Like the yeah, mobile games mobile. is the freaking cesspool of pay to win. Yeah, but like I'm like I might I might have went off on the wrong tangent here, but uh, I think like Manny was kind of like right on it. Like I think just on the rating, just say hey, c- contains loot box mechanics or whatever, and then leave. Then just if the parent does it, the parent does it. Like the parent buys the game for the kid. Like I'm not saying like oh to, any to game market to the box kids. add it to the box yeah just add it to the box just throw it into the into the little box in the back of the game that no one reads fine and then I, there you I'm go okay with the that. government did their part and we can wash our hands of it no but see but, I, but rating surprise mechanics that's surprise mechanics yeah just throw it onto the just throw it it's got an SM rating guys right a little simple well like just throw it onto like right like oh. Obviously, at this age, this kid's too dumb to make its own make his own decision. So, on like rated, I don't know, whatever you guys, is, I can't yeah. remember. Like rated, he should like, be outside, right? Rated, they, they should. Well, like go, just throw it on for like walk. an age rating thing, <laughs> yeah, and then let the parents decide from there. Uh, yeah, like See, obviously, like rated, rated E ten and up, like yeah. like ten year olds, like it shouldn't list on there. Contains loot box mechanics, like. I, so you're saying it should be treated like violence or sexuality or language? Yes. Kind of, sort of. And then, I think that's and like, what not, yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Which I know it sounds stupid, but no, like, it, you kind of have to it, do it's, it because it's pro parents, consumer. For, you know, so parents yeah. know, they look at the box and be like, oh, this has, you know, whatever it is. Surprise some, mechanics. Uh, the hot, yeah, surprise mechanics. It. And, and movies. Yeah. Well, you know, if you look at like if you look at games like in the Microsoft Store, if you go look in there, it will say in-game purchases. Yeah, for yeah. the most part, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's what that's. I think that's a like what what should just happen. I don't think we should ban loot boxes because I, like half of my addictions on my phone have loot boxes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying, but um, by and large, but no, yes. Like, but I do have a problem with. With the whole, you know, like the, the surprise mechanics, bells and whistles, you know, lighting with a, uh, 
Uh, it's just very. It's very much like, very much like a freaking uh, slot machine. I mean, that's exactly what it is. You know, like ding, ding, ding! You're a winner! Oh my goodness! Well, I mean, you remember, you remember that episode of South Park that top talk, talked about freemium yeah. games, right? And literally, it was yeah. Satan sitting down with Stan. <laughs> well, you see, Stan, what they do is they make the lights and the whistle yeah. fall off, exactly. and it activates the dopamine within your brain, and it's just like a drug. And it was, exactly, yeah. it was like exactly. perfect South Park. Yeah, they yeah. got it right on the head at that. Exactly. Now, though, now those kind of mechanics when you like, I, I, I am like Ty. Uh, uh, I don't like Siege. They have that right. They have they have the freaking you know whatever it is. <laughs> the the circle type. spins and then it hits yeah. and then it just breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. Oh, they, they, it is they actually do. a slot machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I. It's just like that with Ultimate Team. Like the cards yeah. fit, flicker through, and then one stops. <laughs> Sparkles gold shoots out the <laughs> random <laughs> Italian football player. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Uh now look, I understand it's there. I don't I don't partake, you know. So I don't I just don't part- I'm sitting on like over almost three hundred of these of these things they've given to me. I don't care about them, you know what I'm saying? Um but I do think there's sh- that for for younger kids, you know. There, there should be thing. I, I have a problem with that kind of mechanic, specifically meant to trigger to trigger a psychological response and or feelings for children. And the only way to be fair, Ty is a hundred percent right. Like it's very blurry line. That's why I say the only way to be fair is to put it in for on the actual age rating. Kid, you know, specifically made to be for children. I, I like the concept of putting it on the ESRB. I think that's pretty yeah. clear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think another thing that can be done that that would be pretty useful is is doing a little bit better job of communicating to parents what power they already have access to. So, I mean, yeah. Xbox, for example, has very clear lines between, you know, what content can be bought by a child and, you know, putting in parental controls right. and making it so that kids can't make purchases without parents putting in like a passcode. And so then, then the only thing keeping a parent from having full control is laziness, right? Yeah, because uh, at my work, every time, like, if if I ever sell a console to a parent who's buying it for a little kid, I'm like, you need to go on YouTube or look up videos on how to set your parental controls because your kid, nine times out of ten, when it comes to your your uh, console, your kid is smarter than you for Ooh, mo- for man, most parents. <laughs> for most parents, your kid's probably going to know how to work that console better than you ever will. Oh, uh, yeah. So you they're, need, they're you need to know how to set those parental Yeah. I mean, I had a kid fix my phone for me a couple of weeks ago. It was kind of sad. I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I didn't know how to so, take a panoramic panoramic photo. And it was like, give me the phone. Little five-year-old doing it. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So I don't know, man. Like, whatever. It's funny. It's funny because the, the terminology, it's still a, a hot topic. You know what I'm saying? I I am torn, but uh but yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We're still following it, man. We're still following it. And but, uh, EA is is in the front lines of this uh, of this battle for sure. They keep giving us stuff to talk about. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> EA keep being a bad company. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's, but, uh, what's... Buddha, how's your Hatchimal collection going? It's going pretty well. I'm only about two well. shots from having the complete collection. Oh for season congrats. Two. Yeah. Oh, for season two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's only 20 seasons. It's not a big deal. 
when's the hatch of no time. I'm waiting for them to pop up on eBay and I can just buy them individually. <laughs> oh. Shelf is getting lonely. I need that rainbow butterfish. That's right. Gotta have it. It's like Pokemon, man. Gotta catch them all. Oh, oh don't Attaboy. get me started on Pokemon. Oh. Mm-hmm. Catch them all. How about that sword and shield, huh? Dude. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. Not, I'm so, not happy about that. Really? <laughs> what what happened? Tell them. Okay, all right. Tell uh, yeah. Why are uh, you uh, happy? So, so I, I I think that Game Freak's getting a little lazy. Whoa. So I, Lazy's so, a big word. Yeah. Okay. I know I know that like that's a bad. <laughs> so my thing is um I haven't been very happy with Pokemon in general for the past couple years. So okay. um the thing that broke my back at E3, like after the Nintendo Direct, mm-hmm. was when they went out and like they were showing gameplay for Pokemon Sword and Shield. I was like, this is amazing, great. And they've got all the Pokemon in there. And the guy's like, uh yeah, so from now on, we're not gonna have all Pokemon in Pokemon games. We're just but, gonna pick a select amount of them, and then add some new ones, and that'll be the that'll be the roster. So we'll they'll set a roster of Pokemon, and that'll be for every Pokemon game from now on. Hmm. And I'm so like, there's no such thing as catching them all anymore. Yeah, it's catch whatever we allow you to catch now. Hmm. And like they could have solved that if they were like, oh, we'll add Pokemon every cup like as DLC later on or whatever for like free DLC. They'll just throw them in a while. But no, he's just like, yep. For balance, they said for balance issues, we're just gonna pick a bunch of Pokemon, and now it'll be the ones in there. And then as they went through the gameplay, you just saw like your stereotypical boring Pokemon that you always see in every game. And it was like, so like out of the 800 Pokemon that you've created, you picked that one boring Seagull Pokemon and went, he needs to be in this game. Another thing was like the whole Pokemon games, all the mechanics like Mega Evolutions. Stuff like that is just not in that game. So, so is, and, they're giving you a little bit less then. From so it's not it's not the full experience. Then it looks pretty though. It looks yeah. real pretty. Yeah, yeah. So basically, they've taken things away to give you a prettier game, and that's and you cool. Don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that. I'd rather. <laughs> I know it sounds dumb, but like, <sighs> but like the thing was, Sun and Moon. Like they tried different. They tried something different with Sun and Moon. And I was like, okay, all right, we're going to try some. We're going to go back to basics, but we're going to take everything that we tried to do away. And it was like, but we just got used to that. And it's just constantly give and take with Pokemon Company. And it's Mm -hmm. breaking the goodwill that like people already have with it. And it's just like, it feels like like, they're just like kind of like, like, let's see how much we can do until they go, all right, we don't like any of this and we're not going to buy it anymore. If that makes any sense. It does. It does. But I understand what they're trying to do is that they don't want, or they want to maintain balance. What what they should have done is maybe give certain Pokemon seasons. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you won't see Ooh, this Pokemon like in summer. Yeah, you'll see it yeah. only in I mean, winter. You still have to balance. You still have to balance the game for those Pokemon then. And they're saying they don't want to have to worry about. They that, don't want so. to have to worry about any of that, right? But but I would say if they did have seasons, they had they have a whole bunch of time to I mean, think how to how to rebalance these things. Yeah, you know that what would saying? be a great way to keep people interested, getting people to come back. Yeah, yeah, because like season like, of the Charizard, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's like oh yeah, it's summer. All the fire, like we're gonna throw a bunch of extra fire Pokemon in the game, but you can only catch them for the next three months. Right. Go download the update. 
Like that would be cool, but they're not going to do that. They're just going to go, all right, we made 30 new Pokemon and we're going to throw maybe 80 from the original Pokemon game because everyone loves the original Pokemon game. And then we'll just throw a bunch from a couple other ones and then we're going to call it a day. Because that's kind of what they. It's just we'll make some new ones. We'll make a few for like the past couple games they've been. We'll make a handful of new ones, throw a bunch of Gen 1 Pokemon, and then we'll grab a couple of the favorites from the other gens and then throw it in there. And here's the way here's a new mechanic that we won't come back to ever again. Right. Uh, I don't know. I definitely, I definitely feel your frustration there for sure. And then I spent 80 bucks on this collector's edition of Pokemon Let's Go that came with this Pokeball, <laughs> and I can't play it with the game. What? Don't make me. Yes, the Pokeball Plus that they touted as this cool new thing for Pokemon doesn't work with the game. Well, then what the hell? Yeah. You know what I can do with it? I can put a Pokemon in it and walk with it, but using it as the <laughs> controller as it's supposed to be used does not work. Uh, that's Those bastards. Yeah, man. They screwed you, man. They straight up screwed you. And now it's lighting up and clicking. I hate it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, they're talking about me. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, no, no, that, that, that's my little rant. But besides that, the game looks pretty, and I'm hoping a couple of years down the line, they'll be like, right, well, it's easy to make Pokemon games now with this. Because uh, I get it. It's a new engine, and like it would take a lot of work to remake like 800 almost 900 character models right right right, right. and then throw them in a game them. yeah it's almost a thousand pokemon good lord yeah and so that's, I get that's it. exactly why that's exactly why they're but doing I, it i'd rather th- i'd rather they spend the time and go okay we're like pull an animal crossing we're gonna delay it for a year so we can give you what you want like i'd rather get a game delayed and, the, and then have the reason be we want a better experience for you then you go all right we're just gonna cut pokemon out because we want to get this out by holiday 20 2019. I mean, I am surprised that they're not doing that, having just released Super Smash Brothers Ultimate with every Super Smash Brother ever. Yeah. Right, which was like a big it's design It's like, just delay the game and, and give the people what they want. But yeah, Don't. it's a huge deal. Because now you're going to make a subpar game that no one's going to play next year. No one, though? Mm. That, that, you're right, you're right, you're right, because I already know my wife's going to buy it. <laughs> you're gonna buy it. <laughs> yeah, I... I might not get it, but I know she will. She's right. gonna buy as it as soon as as soon as they showed a dog with a sword, she was sold on it. Mm-hmm. She didn't care what else was gonna be in that game. And the like, next one, I was like, and, you know, like the next season, yeah. there's gonna be a, a cat with a bow tie. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the other half. Of, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're gonna come out with Animal Crossing DLC, and she's gonna be sold on that. Mm-hmm. She's like, yep, mm-hmm. I'm buying it now. Animal Crossing and Pokemon, my two favorite loves. Can you imagine? Yeah. Good lord. Hmm. <laughs> that would actually Nintendo be has kind of everyone crazy. in the palm of their hands. Yeah. We talk about EA, right. but Nintendo calls true power. <laughs> um, but, but, no. but besides that, everything looks fine with Pokemon. I like I, I like the way it looks. It's just it's it's just they keep coming out with bad news and not like trying to like put out the fire. They just let the fire keep going. Like they were like, oh, by the way, uh no. Not as many Pokemon. Also, that Pokeball Plus don't work. Also, this bad news. Please be excited for our game and then disappear. <laughs> Please be excited. Yeah, that's literally how that went. 
He just laid out a bunch of bad news while they were playing the game. And then just like, please be excited for the game. And then they cut off to another game. <laughs> and it was just like, can we just get played here? It's like someone doing that, like, doing like, where's the ball in the cups? And then take your $20 while he's doing that and left. And you're like, I found yeah. the ball, but he's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel swindled. Um, yeah, I feel hoodwinked, bad boozled, <laughs> let it stray. <laughs> um, but Zelda looks dope. <laughs> Zelda does look dope. There's a lot of there's there was a lot of good things out of that Nintendo yeah. uh, um, offering. Zelda in particular looks freaking amazing. Uh, Buddha, what? Yeah. Uh, why don't you you uh, hold our hand as we as we wade through the special deals coming out? Uh, this week what what we got uh well the big thing is game pass right now so because it's near the end of the month we've got a lot of stuff leaving game pass so devil may cry uh for the special editions uh leaving out shadow complex uh remastered ultimate marvel versus Capcom 3 uh zombie army trilogy and next up hero actually these i think on the 27th everything else will leave on the 30th uh, but we just got Resident Evil Revelations and Rare Replay uh, that dropped into uh, Game Pass. Uh, Goat Simulator will be coming later on here before the end, uh, at the top, or I think in the middle of next month. Uh, and that's actually also coming to the PC versions for the Ultimate Game Pass. And then Torment Tides of Numeria will be coming to um, the Ultimate Game Pass as well. So for the PC lovers. Um, yeah that'll be coming out and then we've got our games with gold rivals of the ether uh and then earth defense force uh 2017 oh, if you're so playing the playstation uh playstation plus you got uh, sonic mania and borderlands a handsome collection those are your free games of the month um switch online they just uh dropped a cadence of hyrule uh i think me and manny talked about that uh last podcast last remnant uh remastered uh Contra Anniversary Collection, those are all now available now in the uh, Nintendo Switch Online. And then there's a slew of backwards compatibility games, like 23 of them. And um, those are supposed to be finishing out this gen of uh, console. So hopefully when Scarlet comes along, they'll be picking up the torch. But I'll I'll, I'll go over those uh, more so in the upcoming podcasts and stuff as I drop. I'm going to drop all 23 on your heads right now. I'm super excited for all of those. <laughs> and then, you know, new games of this week, uh, Samurai Showdown will be coming out. And I'm excited for that one. That was one that Samurai I've Showdown looks sick. It Samurai does. Showdown's dope. I played yeah. the uh, beta on PS4. It's so good. All right. Oh, well, good I'm old. in there like swimwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have a good time, Buddha. If you like Tekken. Oh, uh, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, man, I love, I love, man, that's, man. That was always one of my favorites in the arcade. Think of the brutality of Tekken mixed with the 2D of Street Fighter. And that's I'm ready. I am ready. I am SpongeBob ready for that. (laughs) Sponge. I'm gonna steal that. (laughs) You gotta get SpongeBob ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. SpongeBob ready. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's all I've got. Uh, obviously there's there's a lot of sales and stuff going on. There's still some left from the uh, the buzz from E3. So a lot of deals and specials going out there. Uh, I picked up Last Remnant on Switch. Uh, that used to be an uh, Xbox exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Back when it Xbox looks pretty cool. Was I mean, the remaster it looks nice, looks yep. clean. So, yep, it's a good game. It's all right. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to write a passionate blog about it, but it's it's a good game. Do write a blog. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what he's going to write? Because he already he already messed up the ten top ten games that he cried. <laughs> the games that made me cry. Yeah. Oh no. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm gonna be there, snot nose, tears dripping on my my piece of paper while I'm writing it by hand, so I can type tears it out. <laughs> dripping on my keyboard. <laughs> that's right. Look forward to it. Look snot forward. Snot nose. What are you doing? Write an article about yeah. games made me cry. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for stopping by and, and hanging out. We really, really do appreciate you. If you've made it this far, please consider uh, supporting us on uh, the Patreon. Uh, the You can go ahead and check out our website, thehardcorecasuals.com slash Patreon. Uh, we would deeply appreciate it. Uh, but until then, we are pressed for time. Guys, see you next time. Peace. Later. Laters. Bye. Excelsior, you mo. Oh. <laughs> Bye.